back to another episode of Swindlers. I'm Ethan Miller. I'm Josh Gruber. And today we're going to talk about a. Um, <clears throat> we're, talk, we're going to talk about the international con man, Juan Carlos Guzman Bentecourt. Uh, he is a Colombian man who was born in 1976 to kind of two working class parents. But at 17, he decided he wanted to like go to the United States, like just like ran away from home and decided to go to the United States. So realizing that he had no money, he stowed away on the wheel well of a jumbo jet. At least that's the rumor. Like the, the wheel well of a jumbo jet. So he like like he like hid in the landing gear for the plane and got up into the, the belly of the plane that way. Okay. Jumbo jet. I was thinking dirigible and I'm like, what the hell is a dirigible doing with wheels? <laughs> Doesn't even make sense. But go on. I get it now. I'm on the same page. Um But like the science that he says that he absolutely should have died. Like lack of oxygen. Right. But they, like, interviewed workers on the tarmac in Miami, and they claimed to see a boy drop down and sprint after the plane landed. Um, He was then taken in by a Colombian family in Miami, where he claimed to be an orphan and said that he was 13. Which confuses me. 17. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't pull it off. That's a, yeah, like, that's a pretty, like, like, as far as, like, like, the way you look and kind of maturing... That's a pretty important four years, like... Yeah. Like, like, you met me when I was, like, 14, 13, 14, right? Vaguely, something like that, yeah. So think about, like, what I look like when you met me and, like, what I look like when we graduated high school. Well, you had a lot more hair in both both scenarios. Yeah. (laughs) And I was, like, when we, like... And I was, like, like... Super pudgy and like, <laughs> like had a really round face. Yeah, I'm still super pudgy and a round face. Not much has changed other than now I have a beard. <laughs> I was just talking about, um, we were talking about like crazy things we did with our facial hair. Do you remember like that one when we were all living in uh, Carterville? That one, uh, like we decided we were going to participate in No Shave November, but we, but we all like started from nothing and we're trying to see who could grow the the thickest beard in a month. We pretty much we're pretty much doing that at work right now. We just said we did it for the hell of it, and but the problem is like everybody else, they all like shave their neck and whatnot and trim it up, and I'm like, no man, like you gotta go natural. Yeah, you're going, but oh no, because I was talking about this. I was talking about (laughs) when we like. All shaved, which first off, I don't know why, like, we needed to discover that I would grow the thickest facial hair between you, me, and Keith. Well, I assumed as much. Anyway. Right, but we did it anyways. But do you remember when I, wore, when I had that, like, prospector mustache? <laughs> like, for, like, the three days before, before we, <laughs> before I shaved it all off, I just had the mustache and, like, soul patch combo. <laughs> yeah. And it actually didn't look that bad. Yeah, I've done, I've done that before. It actually kind of works. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on how fat your chin is. <laughs> because, I have a super pointy chin. I don't. I got I got two big round motherfuckers right here. <laughs> really bad yeah. without hair. I have actually like a super pointy like chin, which I guess I have to get from my dad. 
But well, I, I mean, I imagine I've never seen his shin. Yeah, I've never seen your dad's shin either. Yeah. He has one. Well, I'm sure he does. Everybody's got one. Right. I just, well, I don't want people to think he got into some sort of accident and is like missing the lower half of his jaw. He just has had a right. pain my entire life. Oh, yeah. I was like, why were we talking about this? No, yeah, because we were talking about somebody like, but like claiming to be 13 when you're 17. And I don't understand how, like, is a 17 year old less likely to be taken in? Does well, he want the extra, like, five years before he's, like, technically an adult? I mean, he can be charged as a minor, right? But Isn't at 17, he... you would still get charged as a minor. Well, maybe he didn't know that. Maybe he's going for 13 to be on the safe side. Well, either way, he became somewhat, like, of a of like a, a local, like, celebrity. And he was given a stay in, like, a, a Fontainebleau Hotel. It's, like, a high-end hotel in Miami. And then... It's rumored that that's where he like kind of developed his taste for like high class, like high high end, like luxury kind of um, uh, lifestyle. From a fancy hotel. Yeah, from from a free stay in a fancy hotel when he was like seventeen years old. In fucking Florida. In Miami, Miami has a shitload of like really high end nice hotels. I don't give a fuck if it's the nicest hotel in Florida. It's still in fucking. <laughs> Swamp ass Florida, man. Florida. No offense to Floridians, but you guys suck. I'm sorry. I know this. Like that. Who knows? That might be our target market. I don't know. But God, I hate your state. <laughs> I was gonna say the two people I know from Florida would actually just be like, "Yeah, it sucks. Why do you think we moved?" But who yeah. um, were actually probably listen to this. Well, good on you. You made the smart fucking decision. Right. Well, either way, there was also like a charity fund that started up, and he was donated around $70,000 worth of charity, um, and he just started rambling until he was deported back to the Columbia, to Columbia and figured out who he was, but he snuck back into the United States like multiple times, and he developed himself like a hotel scam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Bentecourt was linked to a series of robberies between 1993 and 2005. He had, like, over, like, he had, like, dozens of aliases and, like, fake passports and papers for pretty much everybody. For, for like, all sorts of aliases, yeah. And he, like, knew, he like knows a half dozen languages. Like, is fluent in, like, six languages. So this is not a dumb dude. Okay. But he would use, like, high-end, like... Hotel culture is uh, is very, very much like... Mm, I'm trying to think of the, the right word to describe it. Like, when you hit that like level of like luxury hotels, like lots and lots of, like... You, you, you're very catered to. You're very pampered. And they, like, the hotel staff will, like, do pretty much anything you ask them to. So he would use that against them so he would he I'm would trying to wrap that around hotel culture like there's people who just like like look, wait what time what what year is this again between 93 and 2005 so it's not the 20s <laughs> <laughs> you know what next next week i will find i will find someone in the 20s so you can actually think of it the right way 
Dude, I just, I don't know, man. It just seems like the roaring 20s, it's the time for the bank robbers, you know? And con men. Because you, you can get away with it, you know? They don't know how lucky they had it. <laughs> no. Yeah, this is the early 90s. <laughs> but Early uh, 90s to early aughts. So this is like right. born ultimatum timeline. <laughs> I'm thinking of Jason Bourne, like, getting pampered, all right? What do you mean, Boone Ultimatum? Like, I, I don't know, because that's a th- that's what I'm seeing in my head. I mean, granted, it's like, I know what it looked like outside of the Boone Ultimatum, as far as, like, the aesthetics of the year. <laughs> but it, I the Boone Ultimatum came out in, like, let's see, let's look, let's look it up. Listen, I need an anchor. I need a reference point, and I prefer it to be in the form oh. of a... Uh, I guess the Boone Ultimatum was 2007. Yeah, so like I'm, I can't be too far off. Yeah. Either way. So his hustle was he would go in and hang out at the, he would go in and hang out at the like hotel bar, or the restaurant, like that's like attached to the hotel itself, and he would become like much more familiar with, with the, um, like. He would just be a known face to the staff, right? A regular, yeah. Right. And the people would just kind of assume that he was staying in the hotel. Like, that's a pretty common thing. So then he would he would sit and listen in the bar for people to give their name and their room number, which is a common way in these hotel bars to pay for your, like, if you and I went and got dinner at, at the hotel bar, like, I could charge it to my room. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a super common thing, but by doing that, I would give them my name and what room number I was staying in. Right. So he would sit and listen to that, and then he would go up to the front desk when the person would leave and, like, go somewhere else, like, leave the hotel itself. He'd wait until he knows the place was empty. He would walk up. He would give the, he would give the, the person at the front desk the, like, the person's name and room number and tell them that he lost his key and ask him to, to make him a new one. Mm-hmm. Super, super common thing. Happens all the time in hotels. It's happened to me a couple of times. But they would assume that, you know, everything checks out. If you've got the right, you know, if you've got the right name and room number, why not? Right. So they would give him a new a new key. He would go up to penthouses and that kind of stuff. And he would, like, knock on the door pretending to be maintenance or housekeeping or whatever. And if nobody was there, he would go in and then call from the room to the to security and say that he got locked out of his safe. Like the safes that are in the room. Mm-hmm. And would have security come up and would unlock the safe for him and he would clean out the safe and leave. <laughs> so okay, he, so... Like, he like wouldn't break in... He didn't break into anything. There was no like safe cracking or there was no like... Like anything like that, he would use the like the employees of the place he's stealing, he's robbing, to unlock doors for him. So he how, wait, did the employees know he was doing this shit? Because like, how do you? It's, it's not the same hotel the entire time, is it? No, no, no. no. Okay. He, would, he would do I'm this. Say, because for some reason in my head, I thought it was the same hotel, and they're like, oh, he's at it again. <laughs> They just didn't do anything about it. Then. Yeah, <laughs> so, he's just like, oh, so and so, oh, oh, one, 
<laughs> Back at it again, cleaning up the cleaning up the penthouse. <clears throat> no, he would. He was um, like he was pretty prolific, and we'll get to like where he's at later. And yeah, security when you would call down would assume that if you were in the room that you were the guest, like right. kind of no questions asked. Um, in his career, he was estimated to have stolen a little bit over one point five million dollars. Just from hotel safes. Yes. Yes, safe even. What's up? Not even just like hotel like money. It's just from the guests. Right? right. Right. So he would only he would rob the 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 guests. He would steal jewelry, cash, designer clothing, watches, anything that was like valuable. He would just like clear out a penthouse for. Right. <clears throat> he was actually arrested multiple times. Um, but he would, he would use a different alias every time. And since the, um, even thinking about this, like the early two thousands, like the like computer system for like fingerprinting wasn't really even like up to date. Like it wasn't a big thing. So like they would like now nobody would do it because he would, cause you would fingerprint the person and realize that they're like, right. Like wanted for whatever with like six or seven or other names you could use an iphone to literally fingerprint someone (laughs) and find out if they're the right person or not yeah pretty much um but he was he was never caught in the act he would he yeah he would get caught he would be arrested he would then jump pale and change his alias i mean that's that's the way to go. I don't think Dog the Bounty Hunter would stand for that, but anyway, go on. And then he would use stolen credit cards to buy more jewelry and international flights. Um, so I think in two thousand, yeah, in two thousand three, he stole about seventy five thousand dollars worth of stuff in London. Used the cash to fly to Vegas, and was uh, rumored to have stolen a bunch of Rolexes and then and then tipped them to bartenders. Well, this is in Florida, wasn't it? This is in Vegas. Oh, this is in Vegas now. Yeah. See, we're getting closer to Hawaii. I'm just saying. Dog the Bounty Hunter started in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, was at, he was rumored to have stolen... He was it's suspected that he stole around $250,000 in Vegas in just under a year. Um, he then returned to London in 2004. He prowled more hotels... Um, and the police didn't even know that he was there. He thought they thought he was in Vegas or Russia, but he was literally spotted on the street with thousands of dollars in stolen goods by a police officer in 2004. Stolen goods. That could mean anything. He was, he was, he was notorious for stealing jewelry and like designer clothing and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. So I would assume that he was probably caught with those types of things on him. The only time I ever hear of like goods is when it's like canned goods. <laughs> I can imagine him just <laughs> cruising down the streets of Vegas with like cream corn <laughs> and green giant shit. And this is, this is in London too. Oh well, what do they got over there? Fucking liver. Or some nasty shit that I wouldn't fucking eat. They got baked the beans. yeah, they got baked beans. They do have baked beans. And fucking, oh, they don't have haggis in Scotland. 
Who the fuck would want to steal a bunch of haggis? <laughs> so when he was caught in 04, he was then sentenced to three and a half years and sent to a minimum security prison. And he made a dentist appointment, which is actually fairly common in minimum security prisons. They'll just like let you go to a, di- a like a doctor's appointment. Which I, when I like was reading this, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like we let people who are in minimum security prisons literally just walk out the front door to go make a to go make a dentist appointment. Like, like no one goes with them; they just go. They just go by themselves because it's minimum security. Like, then who the fuck comes back? That's exactly what he did. He just like literally never came back. <laughs> So, like, after three months of his three-and-a-half-year prison sentence, he literally just, like, left. <laughs> like, walked out the front door and was like, bye, guys. Three months, three years? Yeah, fuck that. That's worth it. Yeah. So, he then was, like, trying to go on the run in April of 2005. He got into Dublin. And within ten days, he was, uh, within ten days of walking out of this prison in London. And he's trying to figure out... He's, Tries to pull another scam, but this time he doesn't have, like, he doesn't have the, the, the look. Like, because the other part of the reason why he was so successful is because he was also somebody who always wore designer suits. He would have a Rolex. Like, all of those things that kind of come with that, like, ultra high-end hotel. Right. Like, patrons he, like, had. But he didn't have those kind I mean, he literally had just escaped from prison um but he had less time and no money so he just decided he was going to roll the dice on this game without without his like initial safety net so initially he goes up to the penthouse and approaches a housekeeper and says like hey i lost my key can you unlock this door and she she said like she even said in an interview that she that he was like actually super nice but she was like, I was. She, she's not allowed to, and sent him down to reception. And he just kind of was like, eh, cool. Like, you know, they like, didn't put up a fuss. He was just kind of like, asked her. She said no, and he, she didn't think anything of it until later. Um. So he went down to reception. He gained the inform- Somehow he gained information that the guests in the penthouse had booked a babysitter for the night. And then he goes to pull his regular reception, like con with the receptionist and uses his like uses his multiple languages to kind of cement his um cover uh by speaking to the girl in french uh he cons his way into the room gets the safe open gets about two and a half thousand dollars worth of jewelry credit cards and american and an american passport and then goes on to a shopping spree with the credit cards and spends around $30,000 before the guests had had found out. Like, the next day when they went to go open the safe and were packing to leave, they found out that, like, all of their shit was gone. Because he spoke French at her? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's, like... When, the more I've, like, read about these, like, dude, the balls on these guys, like... And that's what works about them. Like, 90% of the time, these people just fucking... Seriously, just like, like show up and be like, I mean, like, use some small thing to like kind of seem normal. Like, remember when we were talking about Victor Lustig and he like asked for a like bribe to cement his cover? Oh yeah, like that's the kind of shit that happens in this all the time. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the little things, man. Like, I guess if somebody was talking French at me, right, I'd be more susceptible. And, you know, if you worked in an, in an international hotel that, like, had a lot of people, you know, like, a lot of tourists in and that kind of stuff, it, you know, wouldn't be that, like, you know, like, wouldn't be that weird about, like, to think that the person's first language was French. Yeah. Um, he also Take the safe, get him to stop. He also cemented it by asking her if they were still on for the, the babysitter the next day. Um, literally, the detective... Okay, so... The detective who was, like, on the scene trying to, like, uh, investigate him... Like, gets a picture of the man because it's, because it's literally in the newspaper that he escaped from prison... <laughs> That's how he was identified. Is that the the newspaper was literally sitting on the receptionist the receptionist's desk when he was interviewing people, and the girl who was working, or the security guy, the guy who like opened the safe for him, was like, "Oh shit!" He's like, "What?" It's like that's him, and points to the newspaper. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. If I was, if, if that's how I got, uh, how I got fingered. Dude, that's like that's where most of these things fucking come from. It's like, it's just like something stupid, and it's just like a combination of things at the right time at the right place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't know. Then again, I, I'm still also thinking it's like the 20s, so it's like, what the fuck? They they got a bunch of newspapers lying around for. No, it's 2005. I know. We well, had they had newspapers in the 20s, right? <laughs> They did have newspapers in the 20s, and actually it was probably far more likely that in, 2000, in, in the 1920s that the newspaper would be around. It was like everybody's primary method of news. Yeah, that makes way more sense. Man. Continuity. <laughs> uh, he was, uh, so they then figured out who he was, put out an APV to... Um, like all these high-end hotels, assuming that he would hit another hotel before leaving, he was then ID'd by another hotel clerk. Um, when he was arrested, he was then he was he then was trying to convince the detectives that he was another another one of his aliases and that he was a Spanish national. The detective then ran his fingerprints. Um. And has specifically said this was like a brand new piece of like uh, like technology that was being introduced, and had they not like had they not had that, they probably would have released him and believed him. Um, when, is that around the time when we started using fingerprint te- technology? It's about the time that they started. Um, they started uh, uh, um, computerizing it. So it would have been you would have a you would have like a international database, as opposed to like whatever's on file in the in the actual police department, right? Because they're obviously not going to have like biometric scanners and shit like that, right? But they, they yeah they said they probably would have believed him and would have released him on bail, because um, he confessed to the crimes that he committed in Dublin. That uh, they then figured out who he was, put him into custody, and charged and sentenced him to two years. And Interpol put out a statement asking countries to extradite him for the crimes that he committed. After Where's t- he's from Colombia, the 
country. The country. Not the Obviously. town not the town next to where we went to high school. Right. From where the cocaine comes from. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's going he's going he's from the cocaine store. Right. <laughs> um in two thousand six he had served two years in Dublin and was extradited to France where he then in the process of being extradited, he disappeared and was like, was completely on the run for around three years. Um, where he's then, he was arrested in Vermont after claiming that he mistakenly crossed the border from Canada to the United States after his car broke down. He's, his alias fell apart. He was facing a 10 year prison sentence in the U- United States before being charged in Vegas for his $250,000 heist. And currently, he is serving a sentence in the United States. But after he finishes here, he's going to be extradited to Canada and charged in Canada. After he gets done there, he's going to be extradited to France and be charged in France. After he gets done there, he's going to be extradited to Russia and charged in Russia. After that, he's going to get extradited to... Japan and charged in Japan. Then he's going to go to Thailand and be charged in Thailand. Then he's going to Colombia and being charged in Colombia. Then he's going to Mexico and being charged in Mexico. And finally, he'll be charged in Venezuela. Is that a thing? Can they do that? Yeah, you totally can. If you committed crimes in different countries, you can only serve one sentence in one country at a time. So, like, literally, it'll be a series of different trials. So it's not like. It's not like his case that he lost in the United States is the one that will be like, like, he'll have to go through a different trial once he hits Canada. He'll have to go through another trial at France. Like, every country he gets moved to, they'll have to charge him independently. Sorry, Kat. (laughs) He's trying to jump on the desk. I don't want him to jump on the desk. But he, like, every time I wave him away, I go back and he's just, like, get ready to do it again. Bullshit. Okay, so he's going all over the place, getting fucking uh, on trial yeah. and all that shit. What if he... Oh, get the, oh he made it on the desk. Oh, shit. Okay, anyway. <laughs> fucking, I, I, I lost the faith and I dropped my vigil. <laughs> fucking, um, I don't know. what. Like If you're charged that many times in that many different places, at that point, yeah, you, that's when you just got to pull out like, the Phantom Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Turn and put him in a little glass, you know, little square, and he's like, ah. One of the the little like two D like image that they turned yeah. uh, Zod into and yeah. <laughs> Superman too. Like that's when the judge just comes up and he rips open his his judge robes and he's got the big S and he takes it and he throws it at him and it just like does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this big holographic S, he's just like. Okay, <laughs> I guess I guess I'm fucking guilty. <laughs> or what was the other one that I was thinking of? Is uh, uh, like he comes and hey, like yeah, he sits down in this courtroom, and then like Carl Urban in full Judge Dread gear walks out <laughs> and sits down. It was like the Honorable Judge Dread. <laughs> have you heard? Have you heard about the show they're doing with Judge Dread? No. Um, I'm gonna look that up right now. Yeah, they're 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 not gonna make another dread movie, 
but they're making a show called uh, like Mega City or something like that. And um, they wanted uh, the they wanted Carl Urban, and last I checked, he was on the fence, mm. which that'd be great because Carl Urban, best dread. Yeah. Oh, dude, that movie's amazing. It's so disappointing that that movie didn't do better. Right? It should have. It really should have. It lost nearly ten million dollars at the box office. But it gained ten million thumbs up in right. my heart. Part marketing and lackluster trailers. What they blame it on. Problem is, good movie. Right. <laughs> so it didn't. It made money in general. It made like like nine million dollars after the after its video sales went in. I, well, that's that's also all I have on Bentacourt. <laughs> So he was he was an international hotel playboy, right? That scammed people out of their personals and was eventually charged in like eight everywhere, times. just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they sent him to the Phantom Zone. Yep, he's currently in the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Have you? This is a big side note, but have you played Justice Two yet? No, I haven't. I may have gotten. Just, just very inebriated the other day and bought it for sixty dollars because I felt like playing it. <laughs> and it's like for weeks I had been making an argument not to get it because I'm like, oh, it's a fighter game. I know I'm gonna get bored of it. But then I got really fucked up and I'm like, oh, I just want to fucking play it. And I didn't know it was gonna take literally all night to install. <laughs> right? <laughs> like I was disappointed. But I ended up buying that and I got Titanfall two. I'd already played the campaign. For Titanfall 2 already, which was surprisingly good. Yeah, it really was. You and I should play Titanfall at some point. Yeah. I guess I have a copy of it. Well, you can also get Injustice 2 and we can play, <laughs> play that. I will wait a little bit on Injustice. It's, um, the storyline's good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's better than the first one, although yeah. it does stem off from the first one. I mean, that makes sense. But It is, um, it is what they call in the industry a sequel. That's why they put that two there. Right. Uh, just to let you know for continuity's sake. Uh, but they they have a really dope um, uh, customization feature. It's kind of like Soul Calibur right. customization, where you you can't really well in Soul Calibur you could create a character, but in this one you can't really create a character. But you can customize the shit out of the already existing characters. Right on. But you have to like unlock all their shit and whatnot. It gives you something to work towards. I don't know. Check it it's out. It's, I, don't, one, I like the first one. I like the first one, but it's definitely not. The, especially the first one isn't like $60 good. No, it's not. I mean, I got that. The only reason I have that on my hard drive now is because it was for free. Right. Um, I, I like uh, rented it a long time ago and like played it for like a week. And that was about all I really wanted. I play it. The only time I play it is when my little sister comes over and she starts getting all smug and smart ass. So I got to whoop her ass and something. <laughs> Seriously, the last time she was over, she was talking shit. How old is your little sister now? Uh, like 10. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was letting her win a couple matches, right? Right. And then she start, She just started in, man. And I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> You're getting wrecked for the rest of the day. <laughs> Play all the characters. I don't care. It won't save you. <laughs> I'm 16 years older than you, are. Yeah, because I remember, like... God, she's 10 years old. Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah. People grow up. <laughs> I know. It's weird. People age. It's the great truth of our life. Abby just graduated college. Yeah, that is weird. Like two weeks ago. Yeah. Abby got a college degree before I did. That's not that weird. Abby got a high school diploma before I did. <laughs> it's true. <sighs> yeah, that's so, yeah, the depressing thought of the week. <laughs> uh, what is it? So if you guys, if anybody listening is in the Chicago area, Chicago, on the June 23rd, Pretty sure it's the twenty third. I actually should double check this before I say it, but I don't remember where I put that notebook. Sounds like June twenty third to me. <laughs> yeah, it has to be the twenty third because it was definitely in the twenties, and it was on a Friday. <laughs> on June twenty third, um, I will be doing a five minute stand up set at Second City. Oh yeah, show. You can come and watch me bomb. <laughs> Because I'm probably going to bomb. Hey man, just picture him naked. And then don't get hard. <laughs> or do, and make it or part of my act. act. Yeah, I don't know. You can play it off cool if you want. But, Dude. Or, I would just continue with my set with a boner. <laughs> I was going to say, if I could get an erection on command, I would be, like, famous. Because I would literally <laughs> just get on stage and be like, Mom always told me to envision people naked while public speaking. And then just, like... Just see it, the tent getting pitched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at it. I have an entire bit about yoga pants. And I found out how much money it costs to, like, how much money it would cost to play Monopoly with real money. Yeah. How <laughs> much? The bank has $15,140. it? Yeah. It's surprisingly cheap. <laughs> to play no. Monopoly with real money, but I really want to do it because I want to see like <laughs> I want to see like the actual like life drain from people's eyes when you like when it gets to like the end of the game and all of the rents are like really expensive. That's true because that game is stressful enough. I know, and like imagine if you had like four thousand dollars of actual money that you had to hand to another player. Imagine if they had that if there were like if there was a place. That uh, used real money instead of fake money with every board game, and they was, they treated it like a casino. <laughs> they just had tables where you could come in and join <laughs> Yahtzees and whatnot. That's like pretty much all the bar gambling stuff that I've done. It's true, I guess. All the bar Except games. Like, when have you ever lost money playing fucking Monopoly? Like real money. I've not. And like you walk up, and they're like, "What would you like to be?" t-rex yeah they got a t-rex in there now do they yeah they took away um the thimble what uh the thimble's a classic i know that's my favorite and uh i think the dog and maybe the shoe and they replaced them one's t-rex which is my insta favorite right and i forgot what the other two are hang on a second i gotta look it up i can't i can't leave it hanging like that <laughs> like that would be the only thing i can honestly say that like millennials fucked up <laughs> <laughs> we got rid of the thimble in Monopoly. Yeah. Okay. They. Oh, okay. They still have the dog, the top hat, they have the Scotty dog, the top hat, the roaster car, the cat, and the battleship. Where's the fucking cat come from? Since when was there a cat? They're talking about cat like it's a normal thing. 
anyway, those are the same. The boot, the wheelbarrow, and the thimble all got taken out to be replaced by Dude. a rubber duck, a penguin, and a fucking T-Rex. They got rid of the thimble and, and the wheelbarrow? Yeah. Nah. Nah. Can't do it. I can't play. I can't play Monopoly anymore. Yeah, that's your excuse for not playing Monopoly, other than the fact that it's boring as shit. <laughs> do you remember? Wait, did you ever come to one of the nights that Jenny and I would play drunk Monopoly? No, I was always a drunk Scrabble guy. Oh right, yeah, we always played prison Scrabble. Yeah. Well, this the rules of drunk Monopoly were very similar to were very similar to prison Scrabble. Like, if you could cheat, you should. <laughs> Right. If you can justify it, let it happen. Also, don't let Dustin play. He'll ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that became an actual rule. But uh, I, I staged a bank robbery once. <laughs> like, like, full, like, went in the other room, put on a ski mask. <laughs> made everybody yeah, get on the floor. <laughs> made everybody get on the floor with their heads, hands behind their heads. <laughs> Like, like, took all of the money out of out of the bank, and then ran out the back door, and then changed, <laughs> and then changed clothes and came in the front door. I was like, "Hey guys, what's up? What's going on?" <laughs> and they let me keep all of the bank money. <laughs> They're like, "That's too good. Yeah, you, you got this one." Old <laughs> Black Bart strikes again. <laughs> right. Ow, fuck. That was my soiree into the uh, the, the, heist, the heisting world. <laughs> the the no-holds-barred fucking thrill ride that is Monopoly Bank Heist. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. I just made up word in Scrabble. Yep. The Frames Gaglatine. That's... It's, Still champ, still reigning champ. Yeah, it was also the reigning champ because, like, we also disregarded all of the rules and you and you spelled it out, so it was completely diagonal and hit every bonus. Space. Every bonus. <laughs> I can't even do that math. It was, it yeah. was a lot, though. Yeah, it was like, and I remember you won, but it was like it was like one hundred and fifty thousand points to like. <laughs> <laughs> to like 149,000 points. Recognize. <laughs> Call me Webster. <laughs> I know words you don't even know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know words that aren't even words yet. Yet. But yeah, come watch me oh. bomb do this stand up set on the 23rd of June. Yes. Listen to my other show, In a World with Keith, my buddy Keith. This week we just talked about Dead Like Me. Next week we are doing Sandman. Ooh, that's a good yeah. one. And then, because we were going on a block where we were talking about a bunch of Neil Gaiman and Brian Fuller products. Makes sense. Because of the show. I do like that, uh, that American Gods. It's so good. So good. I mean, I knew they were going to take some liberties just to make the script work. Right. And I was like, okay with that. But it's good. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, but Ian McShane is amazing as Wednesday. Yeah, I was I was a little apprehensive, but 
Oh my god, what's his? I can never remember his name, but I love him and everything he's in. Fucking uh, the guy who plays Chernobog and Satan and fucking Constantine and all that jazz. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. It was Sorsborg. Sure. Yeah. I can never remember his name, but I love him. Everything he's in. That man has not had a bad role. Yeah. He was in uh, John Wick. Yes. Which I finally watched. You finally just you just watched it for the first time? Yeah, I finally got around to watching John oh, Wick, too. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. <sighs> yeah. That whole... Did you, watch the first, did you watch the first and second one? Not back to back, but I've seen them both. Okay. Now, the fucking... Uh, Lawrence Fishburne in that movie is amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is so over the top and so, like, ridiculous, but it, like, works for him so well. The Neo-Morpheus reunion? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. in the movie theater, I leaned over to Keith and was like, reunited and it feels so good. Speaking of movie theaters, so we went and saw Alien Covenant today. Yeah. Which was great. But I haven't been to a theater in a while. Especially, oh, for, a, especially for a non-Marvel movie. Yeah. I'm kind of done with Marvel movies. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I just don't like it. Like, I don't know. The, the theater seats hurt my back after a while, and I get really uncomfortable. I got, I got this guy. What's that? Movie pass? Yeah, I pay a monthly fee for it, but all of my movie tickets are paid for. So I go oh, see... All movie I, tickets are paid for, too. By Cassandra? No. Well, except she's, got, she's making manager money now so soon. <laughs> no, but, mine, uh, mine it's like it's like 25, 30 bucks a month, and I can go to any movie theater and just like get a ticket and go to a movie. Yeah, I don't go to movies that often. I now I do I mean, because I, of this. I see the value, but yeah. anyway, so we went in there, and I was hoping because it's a Tuesday afternoon. Like, who the right. fuck goes to see a movie, especially a horror flick, at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday? Right. So we go in there, and first there's like Harley, there's like one dude in there. And I'm like, sweet, it's gonna be one of those movies. So we get like. We sit in the handicap seats <laughs> so we don't have to go up any stairs. <laughs> and, man, they just come pouring in. First, it's, like, this annoying couple who you can tell, like, the chick is only there for the dude. And she won't stop talking. And I'm like, okay, well, it's the preview, so, if she, you know, I can't get mad yet. And then I got this fucking dude who's by himself, for whatever reason, is sitting right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> like... In an almost empty fucking theater. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? And then I got this family who brought, like, all their kids. To go like, see Alien Covenant? Yeah. Yeah, they had, they brought, like, three little kids and, a, and, like, a baby. Dude, there was, there was like, a when Keith and I went to go see uh, Logan, there was, like, there was, like, a five-year-old kid in that movie theater. And I was, like, oh, <laughs> within yeah. the first, like, two minutes, I'm, like, they have to be regretting this. <laughs> Because that movie, like, starts with a face stabbing. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, dude, those kids were running... Kids were literally running around during the movie. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And the dude right behind me is sneezing. And I'm like, so help me God if I feel a fucking drop. <laughs> and the fucking... The couple who had now moved from behind us to in front of us... Are, like, making out in front of us. And, dude, it was just... Oh, 
the movie was good. The experience was bad. When, remind me why I don't really like going to the theater all that much. When when I went and saw Lego Batman, it was it was literally me and my girlfriend were the only ones in the in the movie theater. Oh, dude, I've been there. It's, it's nice. so nice. And then yeah. when we went and saw Triple X, uh, there was like maybe four other people in the movie theater. <laughs> like maybe four, right? Right. And they were definitely like there was like one dude who was pretty annoyed at the group of friends I was with because it's triple X. We came to like yell and laugh. <laughs> Like that's the movie that you go do this, and it was, and the dude was like all pissed up. He's like, "Stop talking through the movie." And we're like, "No, <laughs> like, make a better movie, <laughs> right?" Like, I'm not like gri- like, I'm not here to like watch this like gripping like tale of Xander Cage. <laughs> Did um, have you heard the story about when Ethan? Me and a bunch of other people were at the Waterloo Cinema, and the movie was so bad, we just had a wrestling match up front. I was not there for that one, but you, you, I do remember when that happened. Why wasn't I? I don't remember why I wasn't there. You were hanging out with like Corey and and whatnot at the time, I believe. But there was like one, there was like a specific reason why I didn't come that day. I don't know. I remember it was for fucking Anacondas too. <laughs> so like, I knew it wasn't gonna be good, right? <laughs> but the movie was so boring. There was nobody else in the theater except for our group. So like, we just we just start wrestling because <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> All right, we're getting real off topic, and we okay, should probably yeah. just close this. <laughs> so just... Just... All right, yeah. So yes. Uh... Ah, whatever. I plugged everything. Um, I'm your con, Ethan Miller. I'm the Mark, Josh Gruber. And you've just been swindled. You done got swindled. <laughs> if you could get a little closer to that mic, it might, might help. Uh, <laughs> have fun editing that. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>